listener exclusive. I have a delicious secret. The Limestone Coast's Hidden Secrets. Lowestone Coasters, all thanks to Steel Line Roofing Mangambia, locally owned and operated for over 30 years. This week, Ep 13 of the Limestone Coast Hidden Secrets, and this week we talk all about the history of the Coonawarra. I have got a great yarn to tell you and some hidden secrets that you might not know about. Today's code word is Arboretum, and you'll understand why as the podcast gets underway. Today, I get to find out the hidden secrets about Yalom Park. The man who knows all about Yalom Park is Andy. He's on the line. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? I am sensational, and I have been looking forward to this, Andy. Yalom Park is a a beautiful property. It is probably one of the the most amazing properties that we have in the Limestone Coast. And for people who have never heard of Yalom Park or have never had the chance to visit, your home is breathtaking. I want to know all about it. So I suppose, tell me about the history of Yalom Park, first of all, as you know it. Okay, you and to start with, we'll go back to the 1940s when the, the property was first squatted on by Thomas and Joshua Austin. They came from over near Geelong in Victoria. Uh, they squatted on around about 117 square miles. And they built a cottage, they built a cottage out of stone just picked up out of the paddock. And that cottage is still standing at the back of the main house. So in 1851, the lease was taken on by the Wells Brothers, and they also built a cottage uh, in 1857, and the main house is actually attached to part of that. The um, In 1860, Lawrence Wells was born in the original cottage, and he became quite a well-known South Australian or Australian explorer and led what they consider to be the last major inland expedition of Australia, the Calvert Expedition. And he got an OBE for his efforts. So in 1963, the property was uh, obtained by John Riddock. He built a cottage in 1863, which we call the Gordon House. Because at the time, both John Riddock and Adam Lindsay Gordon were members of the South Australian Parliament for the District of Victoria. Gordon stayed here quite often, wrote a lot of his poems here, um, probably the more noted be from The Wreck and The Six Stock Rider and uh, How We Beat the Favourite and Yay Weary Wayfarer. So in 1878, Riddock started to build the main house and that was completed in the first week of January 1880. The, um, in June of 1881, Prince George and Prince Albert stayed the night here and John Riddock's wife passed away in October of 1881. And in 1890, Riddock subdivided around about 1,100 acres 
six mile north of Panola into 10 and 20 acre blocks. That was the Panola fruit growing colony, which is now Coonawarra. The uh, first plantings were in 1891, and he built stone cellars in 1896, which is Winds. In uh, 1901, Riddock passed away, and it was estimated at the time that his probate was a quarter of a million pounds. That's incredible, isn't it? It is. It is. The um, So the property was just left with a manager on it. So in 1906, there was around about 18,500 acres sold to the government for closer settlement. And the final sale of Yellum was December the 4th, 1912. Um, about 13,500 acres. Some of the blocks were passed in. And in June 1914, my grandfather bought the three remaining blocks including the house, of about 2,200 acres. So I now have about 900 acres that I use for beef breeding and cropping. So that's just a basic history of the, the property itself. Now, Andy, talking about that, that basic history, you, you talk about John Riddock and, and you you basically have to say that John Riddock was the man who, who basically put Panola on the map, quite literally. Well, I guess he put Coonawarra on the map. We always call him the founder of Coonawarra, which is probably more to the point, but uh, not so much Panola, but of course he, he was involved with Panola very heavily. Mm. And from what I understand, um, the, the Pinus radiata that we, that we have in the limestone coast in part was because of uh, Yalom Park and because of John Riddock. That's correct, because John Riddock, um, he had the foresight and he, he planted some radiators here and they actually came to have a look at them before the forestry industry started. Now, that brings up an interesting point. Um, at Yalom Park, there is a, a fantastic arboretum, from what I understand. That's correct. That's um Michael Keenan, the garden guru, he was here not all that long ago. And he um, he describes it as a garden that should be preserved because of the, the age and the diversity of the, the trees and shrubs that are growing here. Um, some of them date back to the 1850s, 1860s. But the majority of them were planted by uh, John Riddock, who's... who's had gardener set it out in 1880 and uh, put in um, around about 40 odd different conifers and a lot of other exotic trees and shrubs as well. So it's quite an intense garden or tree garden, we call it. Andy, what's it like to be the custodian of something like an arboretum like that? Uh, I think the whole thing can be quite a challenge, but you know we're pretty proud of it and it takes a there's a lot of work in keeping it up. So, Andy, tell me more about the property that, that your granddad bought, because I am fascinated. Uh, well, he he bred sheep. Um, there was a, a thousand-odd acres of it were, were still 
uh, basically scrub. That was just tea tree and heath. And my father cleared all that. Um, and uh, it did become a shearing depot during the war. Uh, but basically, my grandfather, yeah, he, he just bred sheep and and uh, looked after the house, I guess, and the property. Andy, what's a, what's a shearing depot? Pardon me for asking the question, but I, I have no idea what a shearing depot is. Yeah, it was where other farmers could bring their sheep in and have them shorn rather than have to build a shearing shed. Okay. And, and Andy, how did it come about that you became the custodian of Yellen Park? Well, it was just, just down, down through the, the generations. Um, when my father passed away around about 10 years ago that uh, we were given the task of becoming the custodians of Yellen. So, what was it like and, to grow up on the property as a, as a kid? Oh, just just like a, a home. I just treated it as, as home, a family home, and still is. Now, tell me about the house, because lots of people rave about the house that is Yellen Park. It is, from all accounts, one of the best preserved Victorian houses in the whole of Australia in its original condition. Um, that must take an awful lot of work to keep up. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but yes, it, it's the build of sandstone quarried off the property. Uh, the architect was an Edward Twentyman from Melbourne. And the stonemason was a Thomas Hall from Mount Gambia, and the contractor was a Thomas Haig from Mount Gambia. And the stonework alone cost it was contract price was seventeen thousand pound. And back then, when you consider that a labourer was getting a pound a week, that was quite a considerable amount of money. But when the house was built, there was uh, 500 pounds worth of gold leaf put in the decorations. And wow. The wallpapers wall are original. Um, and unfortunately, uh, when uh, my grandfather bought the property, there, there was only four chairs left in the house. So our families have, uh, have refurnished it. My grandfather actually was able to buy back some of the original furniture. So that's uh, down there, 14-foot, uh, nine ceilings. Uh, I'll have to leave it to people to con convert that to metric. <laughs> and there's 11 Italian marble mantelpieces in the house and there's servants' bells and there's, uh, yeah, quite quite a, a range of um, architectural features, I'll, I'll call them that. Andy, going back to the, the history of Yellen Park, what's it like to to own a house and know that a future king once stayed there to know that one of Australia's best poets was often a visitor. I mean, Yellen Park is no stranger to some pretty remarkable guests over the years. That's, that's correct. It's, um, well, that, that, that's history, but yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of it and, it, and it's in our hearts. So, um, yeah. And we just love to share it with, with other people. What are some things that might be considered hidden secrets of Yellen Park that most people might not know about? 
Oh, there is a bit of a story that um, that we believe that uh, the butler must have liked a tipple, and <laughs> there's a there's a wine cellar wine cellar under the stairs, and uh, there was a whole lot of bottles that uh, were were un- uh, put through an air brick hole under the floor, <laughs> and it was quite a few years back probably be 40-odd years at least that uh, we got these bottles out and there's some very interesting bottles amongst them and one that created a lot of interest is one, uh, it was a Coonawarra Claret uh, uh, Sellers Panola um, with the Ridock Crest and it's number O on, on the label. So that created a lot of interest as that uh, would have been made in uh, Wynn's Cellars, probably the first one that was made there. But, of course, Riddock made made his wines initially in what was the nursery house at Coonawarra, and then they were made in the wool shed at, at what is now Catmull before he built the cellars. Mm, absolutely. And what other secrets can you tell us about, Andy? Oh, golly, that... Well, we haven't found excuse me, haven't found any secret passages or anything like that. But it is a it is an amazing, amazing house that uh, that we totally enjoy. Andy, you guys give people the opportunity to take a look at your house, which I I think is amazing um, yes. for people to have the opportunity to see a a building and a property of such grandeur. I do guided tours when I'm available uh, because it is still a working property. And uh, the best thing to do is to ring me or we actually have a website now, um, which is uh, just yellampark.org. We've just just started that. Or they can uh, ring the... Panola Kunawara Visitor Centre, and uh, what I'd like, if possible, to to have at least a week's notice, and then I can organise a tour around my work. And Andy, what do what do people say when they when they see your property for the first time? They can't believe it. A lot of them. <laughs> do you pinch say, your, Do you pinch yourself as well? Do you walk around every now and again and go, "I can't believe this is mine"? No, no, I don't. No, my wife and I walk around. We just just look at the work that has to be done, basically. But uh, but we are, yeah, we're we're quite aware of what we've got. And once again, you bring up an interesting point because people will find that a bit strange. But having a property like Yellen Park has got to be a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. Yes, it is. Well, like I say, it's a challenge. There's always work to do. At the present time, we're we're replacing or about to replace some of the gutters and faces. And fortunately, our son's a carpenter, so he can he can help out that way as well. Uh, but there's always always something to be done. Andy, I have found it fascinating to talk about your your home. Um, I think the history of the property is is incredible. And for anybody who has never delved into the history of Yellen Park, this is a, a fantastic introduction to uh, to doing so. The the history of Panola 
of the Kunawara and of your property are all intertwined. And for anybody who has never had the opportunity to take a look at Yellen Park, it's a, a perfect opportunity to uh, to maybe reach out to you and do so and, and take a look at the incredible gardens as well as the amazing house as well. Uh, you are a hidden secret in the Limestone Coast and uh, it's been great to talk about Yellen Park this morning with you. Thank you, Ewan, and I hope your listeners you know, are interested in it and they're quite welcome to, to come and visit. Listener.